let's play a game. Again, and welcome to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? Now, if you haven't listened to the show, normally what I do is pull down a game from the shelf. Uh, typically, these games are rare and valuable, and I tell you whether or not I feel it's worth it for its current eBay price. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and today I have two very special guests with me. One, um, Mr. James Mulholland is back. He did such a bang-up job on the last episode, I offered him the permanent position of co-host. Hello, James. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to be part of the show. Yeah, glad, glad, glad to have you. Uh, definitely needed someone to talk to. It was getting a little weird, me talking to the ether by myself. Also with me is a longtime friend of the show, Mr. Brent from the RPG Show. Say hello, Brent. Greetings, adventure. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. Hi, hey, how's everybody doing? Everybody good this morning? It's great. Doing Fantastic. great. And today we decided this is a little bit of a guide-in episode from what we normally do on the Is It Worth It podcast, and it's something I'm calling Why Is It Worth It? And what we're going to be discussing today is the Super Nintendo. And how we're doing this is we've each compiled a list of 10 games that we feel make the Super Nintendo worth owning. Now, my list is comprised of 10 games that only appeared on the Super Nintendo, to my knowledge, and I'm sure I got one of them wrong. I didn't really research my list overtly. Um, James just picked 10 of his favorite games, and Brent, I believe, picked a list of 10 games that are in a budget that uh, you would consider spending. Like, he doesn't have any of the games that are like $300 or whatever. Well, there might be one, but <laughs> uh, no, there is. Uh, I definitely went in it with like you know you could go spend three four hundred dollars on a brand new console, or you could have this old gym with all these games already ready to go within this budget, and that's kind of how I, I stepped up to it. Cool, and I believe none of our lists are precisely you know this is my number ten game to number one. I think any given day, uh, any one of us could substitute you know number one for number 10 or wherever there may even be like some honorable mentions at the end of this that could get into the list so it's not really uh like a definitive one through 10 list or anything like that well that's for sure and uh my my uh my co-host nick couldn't be here today and he would he just wanted me to let everybody know that uh my list is wrong and all of my opinions are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendo is great. All the games are great. Don't listen to Brent so we can move on. I think pre-show we did mention Draken. I think I could uh, think of another, I don't know, 100 games that are just terrible for the Super Nintendo. But sure, whatever. Sure. Mm. I might. One on my list. Uh, please expe- excuse the children screaming in the background. Uh, as I've mentioned before, we run a daycare. I'm doing the best I can do. Anyway, I figure I would start myself with my number 10 game. Uh, I'll name name the game and then like kind of briefly discuss it. Maybe if you guys have played the game, we'll just kind of talk about it for a minute or a few. And uh, if it appears on one of your lists, just kind of chime in and say, hey, this is my number 8 or number 7 or whatever. And my number 10 game is uh, the one that looks 
the most prominent on a shelf when you have all the Super Nintendo games lined up together, and that would be Killer Instinct. different is because this one came in a very special black um, instead of gray uh, cart and it just kind of stands out because of that I think there was one or two others that may have also been black uh, it seems like Terminator or something may have came out black I don't know in that game so, so whatever but this was a game uh, it's a fighting game that uh, I played just a shit ton of when I was a kid I don't know if either of you played it much I can't say that I have any familiarity with that title. Oh my gosh. It is one of the best fighting games ever, uh, in my opinion. Going back to it now, yeah, it's a little whatever, but uh, it, it spawned phrases like Combo Breaker and uh, Ultra Combo and all this stuff when I was a kid. Just super neat stuff. I mean, it had combos in the game that would literally take, you know, 90% of your hit points away from you, and if you can master this stuff, you just became. Uh, almost a god-like figure and I was one of these savant kids or maybe just a kid with way too much time on his hands that could do silly things like pull these combos off with my feet or wearing heavy gloves or something like that and I would spend countless hours at the game store uh, beating on people that would come in sometimes accidentally getting combos that uh, I had no business actually doing and stuff and yeah, it was just a good time and even to this day um, it's one of the fighting games that if someone comes by that I'll pop in and just, you know, play for 20, 30 minutes, maybe pull something off with my man TJ Combo, uh, knock your head off or whatever it is. You know, it has fatalities like uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, basically, it was a jamming of together, you know, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. They were, Rare was really trying to make a name for themselves in the fighting market that was the 90s. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can check that out. It also, I think there was a recent release on um, Xbox for, what is it, Killer Instinct 3 or whatever it is they're calling it. I haven't played that. I do own Killer Instinct Gold for the N64. I don't feel like that's nearly as good a game. This is a rel relatively cheap game. You can get it for, I don't know, 20 bucks. I want to say, for the Super Nintendo. I feel like it's really worth it for that. So that's my number 10. Let's go to, I don't know, James. What's your number 10? My number 10 is a game that you will find in just about any arcade, even to at this time. Uh, you could find definitely any arcade 10 years ago. It was a game that was ported over perfectly, a game that I think my neighbors and I played every single day for four or five years, and that is Street Fighter 2. <laughs> That's, that's a good choice, yeah. 
Very excellent. Uh, my favorite character got it bounced between Ryu and Ken. Yes, yeah, um, But yeah, we played the crap out of this. Um, little origin about me. I'm actually a Sega guy. Um, oh, wow. My neighbors and I, we kind of planned it that way where they get one system, I get the other system. So I did get a Super Nintendo uh, later in its life for a surprise, like Christmas gift. I think my dad was like out of ideas. So when the system was a little cheaper, he, he got it for me, surprised the heck out of me. But to my dismay, the system only had about a year left in its life. So most of my games come toward the latter end of its life, although any other ones that are earlier, it's probably because I played them at my neighbor's house. But yeah, Street Fighter Two definitely my number 10 on my list. Cool. So Street Fighter Two, the World Warrior, the initial, like, what was it, 12 or 8 guys that you could pick from? I think it was 8, yeah. wasn't it, man? Yeah, yeah the man. 8. That's what. I used to play that constantly, both on the system itself and in the um, uh, the arcades. You know, this was a game that I used to play at a place called Mazio's Pizza. It was basically an ar- arcade place with pizza, and um, there in the town of Poto, Oklahoma, where I went to high school, I could put a quarter on the machine and I could play all day against all the other kids. And I just thought I was a, you know, a badass at that game. And then I came to Fort Smith and, uh, there was this Asian dude playing in a place called the barrel of fun. And, uh, he had like a big group around him, much the same as I did in Poto, you know? And, uh, he was the badass of Fort Smith, which is of course is a much bigger town where I currently preside. And yeah, when I put my quarter on the, the table to challenge this guy, he just kicked the shit out of me and made me feel really small. Did I just did I just listen to Rocky? That is <laughs> more or less, yeah. Except that there was no comeback story. Um, I w- I just like put my tail between my legs, and that was that. I want to license that movie. We're gonna license that movie. We're gonna make that. That sound like a plan. Let's do that. Let's do it. I don't uh, know that that would sell well. Anyway, what is your number ten, Mister Brent? Well, before we move on to my number ten, I I just want to say straight up, uh, I was also I also had uh, a Sega. Um, now the thing with me though was I had uh, an older cousin that was you know he had a pretty lucrative job for his age, and uh, all the uh, games that I got were sort of hand me downs. Like he once he was done with the console, he'd sell it to my parents for half price plus all the games. Hmm. That's how I got all my games, and uh, I had a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, a Genesis, and, but I had by far way more games. For the Genesis, all the games I played for the Super Nintendo were stuff that you could rent at a local video store. Um, for the Super Nintendo, yeah. and also I'm terrible at fighting games, so uh, you guys would probably school me any day of the week, even back then. But continuing on to my number ten, uh, now this is a pretty simple. Um, it's a really inexpensive game as well to get your hands on. I used to play this for hours on end. Uh, it is Sim City. Super Nintendo. I like uh, the layout for the Super Nintendo. It was super yeah. fun, super responsive. It's not nearly as depth as in depth as some of its um, 
follow-ups like 2000 and 3000 and the new stuff where you have to worry about plumbing all that stuff it's you put a block right. down you build roads you watch godzilla come and destroy it and you start over again um it was great i have numerable hours in this game and you can get a copy for less than ten dollars yeah and uh yeah super you cheap. said you said godzilla but it's actually on the super nintendo version bowser bowser yeah sorry yeah I'm, no it's just a little whatever um yeah but yeah man i used to spend a lot of time on that game too um you could start scenarios where you uh would play i remember the bahamas started with like several billion dollars that you could start as and uh, i would like fill in the entire ocean with dirt and just like build like my own land and start you know you, when you had that many billions of dollars in that game you know it equated to do whatever you want and yeah i used to yeah, there's quite a number of Sundays where it's just me, a bag of potato chips, and Sim City. Oh, for I just, sure. It's kind of chilling. So, what a great game! I, it didn't even occur to me, and I own that one, and it didn't occur to me to put that on the list. So, well, yeah. that, they released all over the place. I just think the Super, the layout on the Super Nintendo is probably the most fun for me. Right. I right. guess. Yeah, it was simple too. It wasn't as complicated like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah super simple. That's great. So far, so good. It sounds like none of us are uh, on a game that someone else is. My number nine, however, uh, maybe one that one of you two uh, have on your list is UN Squadron. Sounds like neither one of you are even familiar no. with it at that all. Educate me. Yeah, that's that's way. <laughs> I didn't uh, know at the time that this was based on a uh, Japanese anime. Um, it's a shooter, a uh, shoot 'em up or sh- what shmup, okay. whatever you want to call these, and um, it differs from it's. Gosh, it, I think it's made by Konami, but I could be wrong. It may be Capcom. It's one of the two. You know, they made all kinds of good shit back then, and. Um, it's different from your normal shooter in that you get to choose which pilot you want to play as at the beginning of the game. Each one has a uh, different set of skills that they bring to the table. The one I always picked was kind of this uh, old drunk-looking bastard with a bulbous nose, and his deal was he could fly any ship that, um, even if it was like been in a tremendous wreck, he, he would fly it home with one wing kind of thing, so he could recover faster after getting hit. You know, this isn't a, like a one-hit kill type of game. You would uh, have a health bar, but the thing was, um, at, if you did get hit, and then you got hit immediately again, no matter where your health was at, you would die kind of thing. So he had the quickest turnover if he got hit, which I did frequently. He would quickly go back into the green zone where... Um, he was able to get hit again, kind of thing, if that makes sense. And then you had, like, a guy who was a more weapons specialist or something. And I believe there was a girl, too. I don't remember them at all. Um, as you're playing through the game, you can... Uh, it kind of has a Bionic Commando type of overhead screen where you can choose where you want to fight. And you can earn money to buy new ships or whatever they call them in the game, airplanes, I guess, and uh, equipment for these things, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And depending on the plane, they can be outfitted with different equipment and such. It was really a 
a unique game, and I am remembering it definitely is Konami. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it. If you like shoot 'em ups at all, this is my all-time favorite shoot 'em up. Um, I spent countless hours on it. I finally did beat it some five, six years ago. It's one of those that is just tremendously difficult but satisfying to play even in the short term graphically musically everything about this game is great you can pick it up for like 10 15 bucks just a wonderful game is it like wing commander is that how you're describing it uh, no kind of but no it's like as far as its play is is concerned it plays a lot like a gradius or a life force or something oh, like that gotcha. yeah yeah, um, yeah okay but it, it has different types of missions, too. It's not always, like, left-right shooting shit. Sometimes it'll be, like, strafing missions where, like, you go down, like, really fast to the ground and you bomb, like, a bunch of stuff and then pull up. And it's just really cool. you got to check it out. All right. It sounds, I definitely check that out. It sounds awesome. It is. Number nine, James. Number nine. This is a game that I think I rented about every six months or my neighbors would rent. Um... It's a game that I don't think if someone pitched it today to a video game company that or producer that they would ever make again because it's so it's so off the wall and strange, but at the same time amazing. Uh, Act Razor. You got that, like, half of it's that weird Sim City kind of silly field, and the other half, bam, platformer. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what kind of meeting they had, and who, you know, maybe just two brothers had, like, two separate ideas for a game, and they're like, screw it, let's just put them both in. Right. And that's how they, that's how it came to fruition. Yeah, and but, in this game, you play as a god that yes. uh, has been largely forgotten and has to kind of impose his will back onto the people and remind them who he is and it has a sim city like element during the uh the one section of the game yeah the overhead screens where you are building buildings and using newfound powers to destroy this and that and everything else what a superb game i will say this is on my list as my number one so (laughs) yeah i love out from me man yeah (laughs) it's all good i knew this was gonna happen uh, Act Razor is such a tremendous game, and then they made two, which was just like, what the fuck are you doing? They took the only parts I didn't care for that much from the first game, and that's the entirety of the second game. They just made it a side-scrolling beat 'em up, and uh, uh, they just ruined the game. Yeah, no, Act Razor was an amazing game. Oh yeah, I, I spent countless hours on this game, even as like when I was a kid, like to the point where I would like thunder little areas if I thought I could get like one little more point of whatever it was you know and like rebuild this little just a little differentness ah what a great game what a great game what is the copy of ActRaiser going for these days next to nothing as far as Super Nintendo games are concerned yeah I want to say it's like 20-25 bucks oh wow Wii console for like I think less than 10 oh wow I know it's on there I have it on the Wii console I just didn't know what a hard copy is going for like these days yeah, I actually think two is worth more than one, largely because I would assume that it didn't sell overtly well and uh, as a such is more rare, but it's definitely not the better game. Act Razor 1 is where it's at. Okay. 
All right. Well, I guess we're on to my number nine. Is that where we're at? We are. All right. Well, it's no act raiser, but <laughs> I, I mean, this is a world where a meteor of interstellar clay smashes into the ground and we get an awesomely cheesy fighter uh, known as Clay Fighter. I can't believe it just pooped his bad. Oh my god, I can't stand anymore. I can't stand anymore. Um, also another cheap oh, game. No. Around ten, <laughs> around ten dollars. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, as far as uh gameplay goes, but I played the hell out of this game as a kid. It's one of the few ones games that I actually owned. I mean, how can you complain about awesome characters like Blue Suede Goo, man? Right, I mean, and Helga or whatever. And Helga, Bob, Bad Mr. Frosty, Ichabod Clay, oh, mm-hmm. all the clay puns. <laughs> all the clay puns. I think we did rent that once. Uh, I, oh. I mean, mostly because me and my friends are bad at fighters, and this is really slow-paced, and it's kind of clumsy. So um, it just kind of fit our sort of like play style, because nobody was really into you know anything. Actual fighters. Actual fighters, you could say that. That's fair. I'm not going to disagree with you in any of the slightest. Um, the game is more flavor than... Right than it is substance and you know that means a lot when you're a kid <laughs> it definitely has a unique look about it and that you know everything's claymation it's uh danger productions i think did all the an- animations for yeah. the game uh, uh and then it was published by interplay if i'm if mm-hmm. i'm re- no you're you're right uh, i i had this game as a kid game yeah um the, i had final fight initially when i got my super nintendo and then um i saved up money for months and i got like 60 dollars together and i bought this game having never played it for like 60 dollars which in little kid money might as well have been a million yeah and that's <laughs> i brought it home and i'm playing it and i loved fighters <laughs> i'm just like almost in tears of what did i do you know <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I, it's, I see the story is opposite for me, and it's, it's, it was. You know, we're not really into fighters. It was fun to pick up and play. Uh, you know, when two or three of us are around. Sure. And not to mention, you know, I did grow up in a in a community that where uh, the overly graphic uh, fighters were hot, like high level taboo. Like I, it, like it was, it was a spectacle when I pulled out my copy of Mortal Kombat for the Genesis. So. Um, just yeah i mean the fact that there's the, it was it was intended as a kid's alternative to sure, a lot yeah. of more visceral fighters so and that's and that's how it plays i mean you don't really have any in-depth combos you basically play no. as blue Sword and you whip his hair at somebody and that's basically how you play um but you know the, if you listen to me uh on my main show uh 
that this happens a lot where I love something that everybody else thinks is shitty. I acknowledge that it's shit. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just have, I have too much too much attachment to it to 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 not mention it. No, that's fair, and I have a lot of attachment to you know clay fighters as well, unfortunately. But uh, oh, not a good game. It just isn't. Um, <laughs> it's worth the, it's worth the eight dollars that you're going to spend yeah. to get it now. Like, I mean, come on, like it's eight bucks. Play it. I, I think, know. I think I'd play it. Great I'd, I'd rather have a Big Mac and a Coke. I wouldn't. That makes my chest hurt. Like I don't need that. I'm. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'd, fine. I, I I would pick it up uh, for eight bucks. I'd rather get blackout drunk and play somebody in a game of uh, Clay Fighter. That sounds like a good time to me. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Yeah, it, it could be fun now. You know, as a kid, I was just so just traumatized by uh you traumatized. Know, yeah by having spent what was effectively all the money i had for months you know i mean i skimped and saved to be able to get something and then i you know my, i didn't get out much i grew up in the country like a suburb of a small town oh yeah and, no I'm- uh, yeah you're down and uh my mom brought me to fort smith to get you know go to the mall to get whatever it was i was wanting and you know i could have picked up a couple of games for the price that I paid for Clay Fighter, and I, instead I was like, "No, that's the one I want because it's the newest fighter." You know well, how was, how dare you scorn my number nine because you made a poor financial decision as a child? <laughs> yeah, you know, and if if I had been, you know, at the time I was probably twelve or something. If I had been, um, you know, eight at this time, you know, I am a little bit older than both of you guys. Yeah, it's close to my age range. Yeah, yeah, I'd have probably been a little more happy with it, but. Yeah, it just didn't do it for me at the time. Anyway, on to my number eight, which is probably the game I've spent the most time on, except for, you know, Final Fantasy Online, which notwithstanding, but console game that I've spent the most time on is Secret of Mana. Um, number seven well there you go so (laughs) i i spent countless hours on this game this is another one where (coughs) excuse me i skimped and saved forever to be able to get a game and it came down to this or uh, the seventh saga Mm -hmm. and um ultimately i chose this it was like 80 bucks at my walmart which again was just like a million dollars as a kid you know it was like literally all the money i made that summer and um I just played it infinite. I ended up with like 800 plus hours on the game because you can get all level 9 weapons randomly. Um, I'm sure both of you have played it. If you're attacking, you kill enemies, sometimes they'll drop a chest and there'll be an orb in there and uh, you can actually level the different weapons all the way to level 9 and I was trying to get all the weapons level 9. I have a save file where I have all but like one, you know, that is leveled uh, all the way to 9. All my spells are maxed out. All the characters are at level 99. Uh, This is a game I played so much as a kid that to this day I'm unable to go back and play it every time I think, oh, well, you know, Secret of Mana, I haven't played that in 20 years or whatever, and I pop it in, I'll play it for an hour or two and, like, remember everything about the game. You just everything. Uh, And I'll be like, yeah, I don't really need to play it. I just, (laughs) I know what's going to happen. I know where I need to go and what I need to do. But what a brilliant game. Amazing music. Um, just great gameplay. This is one of the few RPGs I can think of where you can play uh, two players at once, which I used to do 
a lot as a kid. Or like, three players. Yeah. If you have yeah, the adapter. If you have the adapter, which I did not. But, uh, yeah, my cousin and I would play this together all the time. Usually I would play as the main character, and he would play as the sprite character. And just have a lot of fun with this one. Just a great game. Yeah, no, that's that's an amazing game. And I'm sorry to have taken your number seven, but you did take my number one, James. That's okay. So your number eight, though, what is that? My number eight, uh, one of my all-time favorite racing games, uh, F-Zero. graphics beautiful music god we played the crap out of this game um all through our childhood and they never really made a true like amazing sequel i thought the first one was just by far better than anything they've come up with since right and there is one on what the n64 and i think there's one on the game boy advance if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. i haven't played that one yet the kids played at school sometimes but uh nothing beats the first one yeah. Oh, also, music in that game, too, man. Oh, yeah, music. Yeah, of course. Ah, oh, jeez. Great music. They used, um, uh, God, I can't even think of the effect that it was called now that was so hyped back in the day. It was uh, basically when this came out, it was one of the launch titles of Very Near 2 for the Super Nintendo, and it used that Mode 7 graphics where. Um, you know, they could do all this nifty stuff to, oh, you know, and as a kid, seeing that, you know, as opposed to what we're used to on the NES or even the Genesis, it was just mind-blowing. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. And it brought us Falcon Punch and countless memes and GIFs. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Punch! For okay. sure. Great stuff. Okay. Um, great racing game. If you haven't played that, definitely check it out. Um, Brent, your number eight. Number eight. All right. This is a game where uh, the ending to me is probably one of the best. This is the highlight of the game. Uh, It's a platformer slash kind of like side-scrolling shooty kind of game. What I'm talking about is Earthworm Jim. I love Earthworm Jim. I had it on both the Genesis and the SNES. Uh, like, how could you not like Earthworm Jim? Bosses like Queen Slug for a butt, and uh, the you're trying to rescue Princess What's-Her-Name, and you beat the game, and she's like, no, I don't love you, 
and then a cow that you launched into the air at the beginning of the game comes crashing down and kills her. And that's the game. Uh, it's it's great. Um, the mechanics are fluid, at least in my opinion. You got a lot of... The level design is astounding. Like, the animations on Earthworm Gem to this day still make me laugh. Um, it's goofy. It's fun. It's everything that I loved in my childhood, like that 90s weird aesthetic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that a lot of these platforming games had. Um, and how could we ever forget Professor Monkey for a Head? So, uh, And what was the name of the boss that was just like a fish in a fishbowl that all you had to do was... Bob. Bob <laughs> Goldfish. So. All you had to do was knock him over and that yep, was that. I, uh, like major mucus. Like I've played so much Earthworm Jim. Like it's not. It's not even. It's uh, actually in consideration for the main podcast too, because I do own the Sega CD version, which is the uh, definitive version. Has an extra level or two. Uh, looks a little cleaner. Has the Red Book audio. Really great game. Goes for you know hundred and something dollars or whatever. But SNES copy retails for about twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's still it's it's dirt cheap at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's no, it is playing every day of the week. I love it, and it's uh, one of the few that I think actually looks better on Genesis than it does the Super Nintendo. Somehow, I would agree a lot. <clears throat> and this is something we can talk about if we ever do this for like Genesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of these weird '90s aesthetic games. Like I can think of, uh, I can't really think of anymore. Where like the level design is like you wouldn't see that anywhere other than the '90s. Like tons of trash and lots of triangles and bright colors and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Something about the uh, the Genesis like made those colors like pop and were a little sharper. Um, the game might not flow as fast as it could like on an SNES I think um, but like a lot of those games just looked better on the Genesis for some reason I agree with you like uh, I think it just has something to do with a lot of the weird colors like for instance like if you think of like if Rayman was made on the Super Nintendo or Genesis and not like the PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. it it would have been on the Genesis yeah, like let, yes. let's be real like that those are the games that ended up over there was Rayman so, not on the Genesis no, it's PlayStation One game. Well, I, I, I know it was on the PlayStation One. Maybe I'm thinking Rystar was. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Similar, very gorgeous game. Yeah, just I don't know. Earthworm Gem is superb. I also have the. I, I have multiple copies of Earthworm Gem. I think I own it for all three systems it came out on. I have the second one for the Saturn. Um, I may also have that for the Genesis. I don't know. I could look, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, what a great game. Great game. Uh, and one that I feel like they should revisit. I think they got up to Earthworm Jim 3 for the N64, and then they just hasn't been heard from. I would like to see, like, an Earthworm Jim world. Like, so, like, uh, bring it into, like, 3D almost. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool. Or, like, an Earthworm Jim RPG. I should do that. I'd be on that. Any, that. Anything RPG, I'm, I, I would play. I would play. You take any of the games on any list, you know, outside of Draken. No, Could you but imagine they, Bob the Killer Goldfish boss fight in an RPG? Sure. That'd be awesome. Great. <laughs> yeah. You, you put RPG at the end of something I already like, and it's just like, yeah, I want that. Um, my number, let's see, we're at seven? Yes. My number correct. seven should probably be way higher on my list if these were actually in order, which, again, they're not, is Super Metroid. Oh. 
Ooh. Yeah. What a great game Super Metroid is. Now, the original game was, you know, iconic and great. It's a little hard to go back and play now. That is not the case with Super Metroid. The thing I love the most about uh, Metroid in general, but especially Super Metroid here, is there's no text. There's no anybody telling you what to do or where to go. There's no music, really. Or if there is, it's, you know, very, very minimal. Just a few notes, you know. Just the feeling of isolation as you're playing through this game, you know, you're really truly alone and sometimes to learn new abilities you um, Have to be taught them by just witnessing someone doing it in game like, you know You have the ability to wall jump I believe from the very beginning of the game But it isn't until you see these little creatures doing it, you know bouncing back and forth from the walls that you think well Maybe I can do the same thing, you know, because they transform into a ball and they bounce and they bounce and bounce it's like after mm -hmm. a few tries you try it and you go holy shit how long have i been able to do this you know and just just a tremendous game and one of the few games that uh even came close to making me you know tear up a little bit at the end there and they did so without having any narrative whatsoever you know you get the opening sequence that has some text but it's minimal and then the rest of the game is nothing it's all told from a visual standpoint it's just done so very well the music uh, what is there is just amazing the graphics are incredible uh just a game that i could replay over and over and over and it's not outrageous i think it's getting close to 50 dollars, but it's still like for a truly great game that you're going to spend a lot of time on and have a really good time with i feel like this is a must own for a super nintendo collector yeah, and it would have been on my list as well. I just knew somebody was going to touch Super Metroid. Like it is, it is exploration at at its at its pinnacle. Like it is, you know, you have to discover all this stuff for yourself. You have to like go back. It's not, and it doesn't feel like it all feels just amazing. Like it, if 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 it was made in a modern day, I think it would have been made as like a horror game, and I don't think that would be befitting its adventure exploration nature. Um, I could kind but, of see that. Yeah, it, it, it almost is a horror game in that, you know, the Metroids themselves are the, you know, creature or whatever, you know. And yeah, I could I could kind of see that it's unique that, you know, I've never really thought about that way. But yeah. And, and the the ones that came after it, you know, Metroid Prime and Prime 2 and, and you know, they, they seemingly just got worse from this point. You know, this is the high point of the series, in my opinion. Anyway, um, number James, uh, number seven, James. <laughs> Number Jane. This was that uh, Secret of Mana game, which I put on there for every reason that you said, Blaine. But the the major reason it, it that I love it, um, it, it's an RPG that was multiple player, and with you know myself and my neighbors next door, it's one that you know more than one of us can enjoy it. Uh, we always talked about getting that adapter so we could all three play, but we never actually did. But right. fantastic game. Yeah, for sure. And I forgot it was your number seven. So my bad. Your number seven, no. <laughs> Brent. <laughs> All right, number Brent. Okay. Um, so probably the only uh, sports game on anybody's list. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to speak for certain. Uh, oh, well, but it was a game. Uh, what was more important to oh, uh, you know early '90s kids than uh, you know? Chicago Bulls basketball. I mean, when kids kids my age, you know, they were is like Michael Jordan's everywhere, and we played the fuck out of uh, NBA Jam. Oh, 
He's, he's on fire, man. He's on fire. What'd Boom you think shakalaka. Yeah, exactly. Like, what else would we play? We wouldn't be playing some other... I thought you were um, going Bulls versus Blazers when you said that yeah. shit. I was like, yeah. oh, you no, piece no, of no, shit. No. no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that twice on this list, man. I knew I knew Clay Fighter was going to raise some hairs, so I wasn't going to do that twice. NBA Jam is uh, like NFL Blitz before NFL Blitz was a thing. Um, I... Just, don't even like basketball, and I've played hundreds of hours of NBA Jam. Yeah, uh, midway game, it's it's amazing. Uh, the better you get, like you, your feet get on fire, you're better accurate. Like, and friendships were made and lost mm-hmm. over NBA Jam at <laughs> my house because oh, yeah. I'm. You get in a good streak. There is no stopping you. Like even if the player does everything, the your opponent does everything they're supposed to. Like there is just no no stopping you. So. Uh, NBA Jam, man, like it was an arcade game first, then like before it even made it to consoles, um, and it was released on everything under the sun because it's oh, great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so, did you create your own character on NBA Jam, or is that NBA Hang Time? That was Hang cool. Time. Yeah, that was Hang Time. Okay, yeah. that's the NBA, one we played a crap ton of. They're basically the same day, game. Uh, NBA Jam and Hang Time both featured characters that you could uh, unlock through um, a button combination and a certain. Uh, you had to enter initials a certain way, and shout out to my boy Air Dog. I don't know who he was. He was one of the programmers. The guy stood at five three. Awesome though, and he would take on the attributes of whatever player you replaced him with. Um, I always played him as Armstrong from the Bulls. Uh, no, I always played Bill Clinton, man. Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. You could play as <laughs> Bill Clinton. You could play as uh, what's the other Clinton, the black guy that. Uh, Oh, P Funk. God, yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you could play as him. Uh, just all kinds of unlockables. I can't even remember the half of them. And yeah, really cool game, man. Oh man, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned it as you were talking about like, oh, the Chicago Bulls. I'm like, oh, please do not be talking about Bulls versus no, Blazers because no, you it's, can't play as Jordan. Everybody loved basketball in the early '90s. Sure, like, sure. It was, it was, it was big. I mean, NBA still big, but like, it doesn't feel nearly as like chock full of personalities and like mm-hmm. uh, over the top spectacle as it was in the '90s. Well, and '96, you had the winningest team ever in the Chicago Bulls, and they had um, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Until recently. Oh yeah, well, I don't follow it. The Warriors just broke that record. Well, yeah. fuck the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you had all these iconic, you know, like I said, Rodman, Pippen, Jordan, uh, yeah. Kukoc. That on top of like <laughs> sports games until like you start to get to like midway through the Super Nintendo Genesis life cycle were just kind of crappy yeah, like no, you couldn't really play them that well um and for at least for me NBA Jam was like this is like this kind of action is where sports games need to go that was so uh, great so I, I mean can... and it led to like all sorts of like so you got like uh, NFL blitz uh was it slug time for uh uh, baseball, or the, a bunch of these heightened reality sports games, right. and they're like I love playing games like that. 
They're, they're literally the only sports games that I will play. Another example would be like Mutant League Football or Hockey. Um, yeah, they're just yeah. like, I can't have it be just like a Madden or an MLB or, you know, whatever. Because uh, those things don't interest me very much. I'm not a sports guy, per se. I, I'm really glad you put that on the list. Thank God it wasn't Michael Jordan in the Windy City or something. I, 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 I knew I was. It was a good old bait and switch. I knew I, I was like. Well, when was you like, said Michael Jordan, <laughs> you're like Michael Jordan. I was like, oh, I was. Yeah, I was he's technically not. I don't think he's in this game. He's, he's not. So I mean, they couldn't it, afford it, to pay him uh, what he wanted for yeah. his likeness rights. So they ended up uh, for the Chicago Bulls. You could choose between it was Kukoc, Armstrong. And Pippin, so Pippin yeah. Armstrong was your go-to duo. duo. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, that being a big joke. It was like, of course they got Pippin. Right, <laughs> well, one. Pippin would do just about anything. He's from Arkansas, where I'm from. But yeah, yeah. Um, he has his own game, which is terrible for the Sega CD. Um, and then my, uh, my go-to team was either the Bulls with Armstrong and uh, I just said his name, now I can't even remember, Pippin. And... Uh, Stockton Malone uh, for the yeah. Suns. Oh man! Anyway, great game, great game. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it is it to me at number six? Is that where we're I at currently? Now that I got his blood pressure raised. Well, before, before we before we go to the next one, just out of curiosity, did you guys see a Family Guy last week or last Sunday? I, I did, did not. not. Did not. Oh man, I don't remember what the storyline was about uh, off the top of my head, but for about. Oh, I don't know. Three or four minutes during during the episode, they played Tecmo Bowl oh, and some like I did Nintendo basketball game. Do you see that? I, I saw a clip of it because I'm I'm in so many video game forums. I saw where he picked Bo Jackson and did the whole thing where you can like literally run the field and back and back and yes. back. Yeah, which is a game. real thing. Uh, yeah. You can look up YouTube videos of that. It, it, everyone in their own home had the rule: you can't pick Bo Jackson. Um, and there, you know, again, I'm not a sports guy, but if you want to watch a, uh, a really heartbreaking and heartwarming, I guess you could say at the same time, uh, movie or documentary, I believe it's still on Netflix, flicks, uh, the 50 for 50 Bo Jackson is really great. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't know Bo. I've seen that one. That one's excellent. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number six. And again, this should probably be number one or two or somewhere in there, but this is bullshit, so whatever. Uh, for me, is Earthbound. Like, if I hadn't been really operating under a budget, Earthbound would have been on mine. But that game is, like, super pricey these days. And I I don't know why. It's not overtly rare. I guess it was. It didn't sell great when it came out. It sold pretty good. Uh, but, like, the community for this game is just, like, so voracious. And, like, they've created such a buzz about it that everybody that collects for the Super Nintendo wants an Earthbound. I bought my copy years ago for, like, six or eight bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I found subsequent copies for that much, and I picked them up and would flip them, you know, unfortunately back then for $30, $40. Uh, 
and thinking I was making good money. And if I had only known, you know, I did sell the most recent one I picked up uh, outside of my own copy. I did sell for a, a couple hundred. But um, if I'd only known, I just sat on them like in a giant throne of Earthbounds. But this game is great. I don't think it needs any real description outside of it's an RPG that you could play for what, like 40, 50 hours. Um, it mm -hmm. plays a little bit like Dragon Warrior, uh, in that, you know, when you get into a battle, it's, uh, from the, the eyes of the characters themselves. Um, it has something that hasn't been duplicated in any RPG to my knowledge, where if you get hit for lethal, you won't die immediately. You have a rolling hit point meter that'll go down really, really quick. And if you can manage to heal before you actually go to zero, you won't die. Enemies yep. will also appear on screen, which is really cool because you can try and dodge them. And then as you level up and become stronger, they will actually run away from you as opposed to you running away from them, which I thought was really cool. And then if you do attack one of these enemies that is like super less than for you, you'll just automatically win rather than having to go through the trouble of fighting like some shitty bee from the first level. Really cool stuff. These aren't that idea and the, the last one I just explained isn't necessarily new. It did appear in Chrysalis if you ever played that for the original Nintendo, but still that added with just all the quirkiness of this being able to order a pizza from wherever if you got to a phone and all the just different weird things you could do in this game. You know, when you started the game, it would ask you what your favorite this and that and the other thing was. And once you discovered what those would unlock in the game, you could, you know, what's your favorite food? Well, you could say pussy and then your mom would be like, hey, son, I made you this great big bowl of pussy. And, you know, that's that yeah. was high comedy for a 12, 13 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I had countless. It's high comedy for a you know 28 year old adult yeah <laughs> it's, it's still pretty funny when you're yeah, uh, the the idea of your mom saying hey you want to eat some pussy and you're like, yeah i guess <laughs> but no it's uh it's aside from that it's just wonderful it, it introduced ideas of like you could get an egg and if you held it too long the end game timer would turn it into a chick and then a chicken and then it might hatch an egg you know have an egg and then you'd get another egg and then so on and so forth i mean just little quirky things that you'd never think of just what a great game um if you haven't played it this is one that you can pick up really cheap on the wii shop i believe i'm not really a big wii guy but i think you can get it for what 10 bucks yeah it's it's worth it's worth it on there uh i don't i don't know if i i, I could invest the 500 in a complete copy i do have a cart uh i don't know if it works because i don't have an actual console oh, on no. hand I, ha I have a because the console basically it, it that fried a long time ago. I've never replaced it. Um, well, but I do have one. I might have to send you. <laughs> I got um when my my local video store closed that I rented a bunch of stuff from as a kid. I basically cleared out his video game section. Um, Lucky. I, not long ago because I mean he was just like his kids weren't even going to take over the business. So like I like I I basically left out of there with like a truck full of. Uh, some old video games and then what at least what his kids didn't say they wanted and uh like some old movies and that kind of stuff like just a ton nice. of stuff and that was that was actually kind of recent probably with two three months ago something like that what and yeah. you got a copy of earthbound yeah, yeah. wow nice dude. his kids didn't want to sort through anything um like I got at, at least I haven't even finished sorting through all the like NES games I know I've got uh it, there's a two crates of NES games: a crate of Super Nintendo, a crate of Genesis. Um, like so, I got a bunch now. Like what? I got a pretty hefty. Um, what? Lot. Nothing. Nothing. Like there's a lot of like NBA '96. Well, NBA yeah, 96. but you know, you, I mean, you have my address. 
Yeah, well, all right. That's like the head of ourselves, Blaine. All right. I'm just saying, man. I'm just, I know. Uh, I know. You know. I know. Um, good. I, I have an extra Super Nintendo. I, I could maybe send your way. Um, wow, that's a that's a great pickup. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of these are, are pickup like games that I had rented when I was. So I mean, a lot of them are ten, ten, fifteen dollar, twenty dollar. Um, Even what, so, I mean. with the exception of like I think Earthbound and then a copy of. Uh, Final Fantasy 3, AK6. Super um, nice. But those I think he had bought for me when I was a kid. Like I had requested them and then he rented, to, he made his money back tenfold on those games for me, renting them out for sure. whatever it was at a time at a weekend. So you rented like enough to buy twice. Yeah. So I mean, my money is invested in those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I feel you. Cool. All right. Well, number six for Mr. James. All right, my number six, um, probably one of my favorite games of all time. It's the game that got me into RPGs. It's uh, probably not the best RPG, but it's my definitely my favorite, uh, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4. Incredible, incredible storyline, incredible music, incredible characters. Uh, fight system was great um, all around. Like I said, my favorite, my my favorite RPG. But I I agree, it's not the best. But no, four is four, never underestimate four. Four is amazing. Four is my favorite of the series as well. I think uh, it's four nine four for story, nine for like you know playability or whatever all it mm-hmm. but man for with all, every character in that game is memorable even shitty edward you know and uh spoony bard the spoony bard and yeah everything about I think the, I own it for about four different systems too. i definitely do as well i have it for playstation i have it for i don't actually have it for super nintendo weird uh let's see playstation i have it for game boy advance game boy ds my ps uh psp yeah i have it for the psp thank you i have it for that as well does the psp version i haven't played the actual i've just played the after years um Mm -hmm. does the psp version feature the um the same system as the game boy advance where at the end of the game you're able to uh the very end of the game mind you able to uh, get edward and sid and all the characters that didn't actually die like tele back into your party yes 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 i haven't messed around with that too much but yeah you can yeah mix and match your party at the end yeah what's so what's so cool about that is they actually added additional weaponry and stuff for all those guys as well because otherwise you know you'd have edward with whatever twin harp or whatever it was that he had you know uh when mm-hmm. when he left the party and he'd just be a piece of shit and why would you have him you know like they yeah. they had additional dungeons where you can unlock weaponry and stuff for uh, all the characters in in game i remember city ends up with like a a hammer that can also cast tidal waves so he becomes kind of like almost a mage in that sense and i mean they they made everyone if you wanted to play with that character at the end game they made them playable and i thought that was just really cool um added a lot more hours to the game this is a game i can actually i can beat from start to finish final fantasy 2 4 in about eight nine hours um 
it, I can run through that game like nothing. I, this is another game much like Final, or not Final Fantasy, uh, Secret of Mana, where um, I just know everything about it. Just everything. I've played it so many times. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, great pick. Great pick, James. Great. Yeah, I love it. So I believe that moves us on to Mr. Brent at number six. At number six. All right. So this made it on my list because, I mean, how can you have an SNES without mentioning this game? Um, another game that I had tons of hours in. I've probably beat um, as much as some of my favorite RPGs, but that's mostly because you can do it on a day and afternoon. Um, and that is Super Mario World. <laughs> copy for 25 50 bucks if you want the box but um wow really yeah um it it, it's it's getting well most mario games uh like at least your core ones they seem to like carry value for way longer than um simply because you know that appeals to more than one collector i guess you could collect all things mario and not necessarily all things super nintendo and sort of whatever but um no super mario world it's great uh what can you say? And music's great. It plays great. It's Super Mario World. How can you not like Super Mario World? It's yeah. it, it is what it is. I mean, it's the uh, launch title. It is it is the launch title. So uh, and introduced Yoshi and um, yep. Yoshi. Well, the cape, I guess. But a lot of ideas that have uh, have been throughout now, you know, in the series. And yeah, that's just a title that you know you can beat the whole game in what like eight minutes if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you can just sit down and I mean, even if you're taking like your a leisurely pace through it, I mean, it's four or five hours. Yeah, it's not too much. Oh, um, it's 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 not. Uh, there are levels that are difficult, but not a lot that are overly so. Like some of the frustrating, you know, classic platformers that you get where you get to some really hard, tricky jumps or whatever and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just it's just a good game to have. I mean, because you can just oh, sit down, like anybody play it. It was good. Let me ask you, was that two player or was that only yeah. one player? No, you can yeah. play two. It was two player? Not not at the same time. It was alternating. Not at the same um, time, yeah. Alternating, but yeah. Great game. I own it for no less than four systems, I think. So yeah, it's just I own it twice on the Super Nintendo because it you know, it was a maybe three times. I think I have three times. I don't want to check. Um because it came out in All Stars and then Super All Stars and of course yeah. initial yeah. I think I own all three. Um, what a great game. Yep. Yeah. So number, it's a simple pick, man. I mean, I just, no, no, I'm glad you put it on there because otherwise, you know, I didn't put it on there. Obviously James didn't. Otherwise it wouldn't have made the list and it definitely deserves to be on the list. Yeah. Cause Um, I mean, like we're talking, you know, I'm talking like, you know, yeah, sure. You could go spend $400 to get you the brand new console with all the bells and whistles, come home with no games. Or you can spend $400 to have an SNES in these games. And, you're you're never going to get run out of replayability with most Mario titles or really anything. Uh, maybe maybe a few of these I've listed, but uh, but yeah. you know generally, I mean, you give me a Super Nintendo and NBA Jam and Super Mario World, and I think oh I'm, my I'm God, yeah. few, few. You're set. I'll, 
There's your weekend. There you go. <laughs> Especially if you have friends to play with. Those are titles that are just infinitely more fun with a buddy. Yep. Um, unfortunately, my number five is not very fun with a friend unless they're the type of friend that just likes to sit there and watch you play a game. And that game is Castlevania 4. Super yeah. Castlevania, as it was known. Um, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the series, obviously. My friggin' email for the show is, you know, Simon Belmont, a playoff Simon Belmont, the main uh, antagonist in this game. Um, it basically plays a lot like any other Castlevania game you would play, uh, outside of, you know, it doesn't have the Metroid or Castleroid or whatever you want to call it, uh, elements where you, you know, collect items to get past this or that uh it's very much in the same vein as the original castlevania where you have a whip and you have you know you collect hearts and so on and so forth this did add um some mode 7 graphics type stuff that was really cool for the game you could whip in every direction which is really nifty that was the best part of the game right whip in every direction and you could flip your whip out and just hold the button and like it would kind of fall to the ground and then you could like press the d-pad to kind of yeah you could shield yourself or just like whip it around like limp-wristed you know to like kind of spin around or whatever nifty stuff like that and uh you could whip certain targets to uh hang from or swing which was you know like indiana jones was still a big thing in all our minds back then and that was just really cool and yeah i just spent a lot of hours playing this and i've beat dracula i don't know how many times on this and other castlevanias just one of my favorite series of all time and this is one of the better ones um period i think you know castlevania 3 is probably my favorite of the classic style castlevanias this is probably a number two uh, of course my favorite castlevanias are all the ones that have rpg elements probably symphony of the night number one aria of sorrow number two or something you know it's hard right. to hard to evaluate but all those are amazing but as far as just the simple side scroller that we uh, started with this one is really great and i think a must own for the system although at this point i think loose copy is going to run you about 40 50 bucks mm -hmm. yeah no and i unfortunately that's not a I, I love castlevania and unfortunately that's not a game i own the only castlevania that i own is actually uh the uh is bloodlines like, which is that's, a great game yeah that's the only one i own um but yeah no castlevania is great and right Bl there bloodlines too is uh trending up in value you're looking at 40 yeah. bucks or 50 bucks for a copy of that these days which mm -hmm. blows my mind but what a great yeah. game that is too there really isn't a bad castlevania game outside of the game boy you know so if you see castlevania well uh, some would argue that simon's quest is a terrible game i actually feel like it's a good game with like poor translation but mm, agreed um number five to james Number five. Number five, we got, um, just come out and say it, Super Mario Kart. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
fantastic game. Two players would spawn amazing sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 64 is probably the, my one of my all-time favorite games also. But the, it all started with this one, Super Mario Kart for the N64. Great game, easy to play, easy to pick up. Um, great music, great tracks, all around fantastic. Oh, for talk, sure. Talk about uh, making and breaking friends right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Introduced the idea of the kart racer, which was, you know, stolen. Lighthearted. For almost every franchise after this tried to make a kart racer. There's one where you can play as all the Acme characters. I think Smurfs made one. Uh, friggin' uh, Cartoon Network made one. Yeah, for sure, Donkey Kong. Yeah, I just remember, like, Johnny... PS1. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely a lot of imitators, but the real thing uh, is almost always the best thing. Uh, as you said, the N64 version is probably the definitive version. This is one that we break out literally every Christmas at my house when my wife's sister comes to to visit and all the family comes over. A lot of time is spent in the battle arena playing the N64 version. What a great game. Uh, great series in general. Um, still going strong today. Yes. So, uh, moving on, number five to Mr. Brent. Okay, now um, this is also a um, one of the few titles I actually owned for the 64 when I was a kid, and it's not one that I hear mentioned a whole lot until recently, and it only really gets mentioned because of who made it. And um, this is an awesome platforming and platformer game when you where you play as uh, three characters interchangeably, each to use their abilities. And I am, of course, talking about Lost Vikings. Eric, Balrog, and Olaf, um, each with special abilities. One's fast, it can jump and do some stuff, and the other one's uh, a sword and an arrow, a bow and arrow, and the other one has a shield, um, which he can glide with and block attacks with, and you sort of interchange between them to get through this. It's essentially like an intergalactic kind of zoo where you've been kidnapped from history, and they've taken you to become part of the zoo, and you try and escape. And the reason it only gets note nowadays, other than like that hidden gem material, is that it was made by Silicon and Synapse, mm-hmm. who later became Blizzard Entertainment. Um, so, but, no. Uh, this is a great platformer. It's um, amazing, and, and spawned a sequel. And spawned a sequel less uh, less good, I would say. I, I I only played a couple hours of it. Um, I've played a lot of the first one, uh, and it's got great puzzles. It's 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 cheeky. I mean, it's fun. Um, yeah, it current you can probably get one for about forty bucks, yeah. and uh, it's 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 worth it. Every bit of it to me. I would I would say. So yeah. Yeah, funnily, like, every time I think of this game, like, I spent a summer in Idaho with one of my older sisters, and um, this is a game I rented a few times, and uh, she, uh, much like here when I was growing up, couldn't afford cable, so had, like, one channel, 
Mm-hmm. And there was always running on the television this commercial that they were talking about some kind of fair or something going on. It was called Jump Fest. And <laughs> it would just, every you know 10 minutes, you'd see this stupid commercial about Jump Fest. And then when I rented the game, the character that could jump, I think you said Olaf, I nicknamed him Jump Fest. And every time, <laughs> I, th- yeah, every time I think about that game, it's just like, oh, Jump Fest, yeah. And I spent countless hours. I don't, I don't, think i got close to beating it but man did i spend a lot of time in this game and you're right when you hear about this nowadays it's largely due to the fact it was made by blizzard much like a uh, blackthorn i believe was also an early blizzard Blackthorn. game yeah. um i never had a chance to play that one i did play that shitty superman game they made um oh, yeah. but uh no uh lost vikings man it's 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 great it is a wonderful game it's a it's a platform puzzler if that makes any yeah. sense just a wonderful game where it's not so much about the action of each level, it's more figuring out how to get through it um, than anything. How to use the three Vikings mm-hmm. adequately to to get through the level. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's very it's, unique. Like each each level is a puzzle with the three characters' abilities, and you have to figure out in which order you have to do what, and etc. 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 And it's just really cool. Yep. So at number four for Mr. Blaine J, I have Demons Crest. Either of you play this one? Ooh, I yes, not. it's another. It's a side scroller. Yeah, it's um, it's a Capcom game, and it's based off of you know there was a uh, Gargoyles Quest one and two. Gargoyles Quest was on the Game that, Boy. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's, <laughs> played Gargoyles, yeah, yeah. And Gargoyles Quest two was on the original Nintendo. Uh, both those games are also wonderful. Demon's Crest took this to a whole new level. Um, it's based off the uh, Super Ghouls and Ghost franchise. Um, yeah. You play as uh, an enemy character from those games, Firebrand. He's the red demon that appears in the Super Ghouls and Ghosts games. Oh, yeah. And, um, God, this game is beautiful. It has tremendous music. I mean, just beautiful music. Uh, it plays a lot like a later incarnations of Castlevania in that like you have to learn new abilities in order to progress through the game you know you learn to change into this guy or that guy and maybe this guy is like flight or an ability that can get you past this area or whatever just really good balls fucking hard um yeah that's what I hear yeah expect to like really if you want to beat this game you're going to spend a lot of time playing it uh unfortunately I think it did get released to um a console like a virtual console recently but if you're wanting an original copy it's going to cost you a lot of money last i checked it was about the hundred dollar range of course mm-hmm. i didn't pay that i paid you know eight bucks or something and it may be one in the future that we'll review on uh, the show proper just a wonderful game i won't get into it too much but uh, demon's crest for the super nintendo great game so number four for mr james all right, number four. I'm kind of surprised this game hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, it did spawn, I think, two sequels. Uh, I don't know which one's better, the first or the second one, but I'll go ahead and say Donkey Kong Country.
yeah. yeah. Good man. That was one of my favorite games growing up. I think I actually like the sequel a little bit better, but they were both fantastic. Um, great visuals, great music, great overall gameplay. Just total, total fun, total comedy, amazing game. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to play too many Donkey Kong games coming up. Like I've played them later as an adult, like revisiting, and they're all great games. Um, recent Donk- no Donkey Kong games kind of made my list because I just never, I didn't, I didn't have a nostalgic atta- attachment to any of the Donkey Kong games. Now my wife, she was here, she'd have a whole fucking slew of them. She loves Donkey Kong, so. Um, but yeah, there you go. I'm kind of in the all same right. boat. I never really played Donkey Kong much when they came out because they were released around the same time period that the PlayStation was already out um, and I had already moved on to the PlayStation at this point. I do remember thinking at the time and now looking at it even now, you know, looking at these and going, wow, this is really pushing the Super Nintendo to its limits as far as graphical capabilities and stuff. And, you, of course, it's hilarious to see, you know, the original Donkey Kong is now Cranky Kong. You know, it, they've aged him properly and such. Mm-hmm. And it just as you said, the comedy of the game, it's akin to like a Earthworm Jim or something. And I, I do recall there are like uh, references to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff in not a good way but derogatory way throughout the game and stuff and just little little quirks and quips that they put in that uh, uh, you wouldn't expect from Nintendo so really cool stuff definitely deserved to be on the list I'm glad you mentioned it um, didn't make my list just because again it wasn't a, something I have a lot of nostalgia for um, but anyway uh, number four for Mr. Brent all right, um, and this one is something that would have never even made my radar before, um, but is number four on my list now, thanks to Mr. Blaine, oh. and that is uh, Paladin's Quest. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Super Nintendo. Uh, a good one. It is. It is awesome. I kind of wa- have been go- wanting to go back and kind of play it again. Um, really? Not really. I don't have a whole lot of time to. Yeah. But I enjoyed the aesthetic of the game, how it played, the music. Um, story's kind of dumb, but uh, other than that, like it's 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 fun. And when I'm talking about like building this on a budget, and I'm only really talking about spending big money on maybe one or two games. And I'm an RPG guy, man. I need more than one or two on my list. And this is a good. Especially since uh, it retails, you can get a copy for about 35, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is worth every penny of that. Um, so Paladin's Quest, man, it's, it's your typical turn-based RPG, but in a weird uh, pastel universe yeah. uh, where paladins are mages. But other than that, it's, it's great. It's great. I love it. Um, we played it on the, our show um, and yeah, thanks, thanks, Blaine, for uh, suggesting that to me. I, I, I will, it will, it will forever be on my Super Nintendo list now. Hey, cool. So. It's it's one of those that you never hear anything about. Um, it's it's like just almost completely lost in time. In fact, if you search the term Paladin's Quest on iTunes, I think the only thing that comes up is your review of it. So I would, I would, I would um, not. That, I, but who's searching iTunes for Paladin's Quest? Well, no I did. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's just you. Like some other stuff about Paladins and quests may come come up, but as far as the actual game Paladin's Quest, just tabletop you. supplemental information, yeah, something well, like that. yeah. But it is a great game. 
great music. It's a Enix title, um, one that I think anyone that's an RPG lover should check out. Uh, number three for me is another RPG that I think everyone should play, and if you haven't, shame on you. Shadow Run for the Super Nintendo. played maybe an hour of it because it was a consideration early on for a review we were going to do but it is it's great shadow run uh that entire universe uh friend uh friend of our show glenn uh loves that that world he's played the the tabletop uh you know stuff from it forever um it's just shadow run i mean what can you else can you say about shadow run i um, mean the I, super I, nintendo I, version oh excuse me um it's not as good as the Genesis version to me, they're two completely different games. Um, they're yeah. both amazing. The Super Nintendo version has probably the better storyline and the weaker gameplay aspects. Um, it's it's like it really feels like you should be playing it on a computer because it does have like a mouse that you use to like move your character around the screen and pick up items and interact with the environment and so on. Um, once you get used to it, it's amazing. It takes a little while to get used to it, but it has kind of an isometric view. You play in the uh, not so distant future now, like 2046 or something like that. And uh, yeah, if you know anything about the Shadow Run world, you play as a Shadow Runner and you're you know doing various jobs to find out about your past, etc. Really great game. Anyone that likes RPGs, especially one set in a more modern time, you know, it's a, it's very shadow. It's very cyberpunky. Like if oh, you yeah. like then Shadow Runs for you, man. And that's like my favorite genre, so had to be mentioned uh, for me. Uh, gosh, who put out that game? Again, I think this was... No, it was Data East, actually. I think it's their one and only game that I would ever recommend. Not a big fan of Bad Dudes um, and uh, Karnov and the like, uh, but this one was really great, and uh, I recommend it to anyone. Anyway, let's go on to number three for uh, James. Number three is fittingly Final Fantasy three. Probably one of my, um, the best RPG I've played. Or one of the best RPGs I've played. Fantastic music. Um, I've heard this. Sh- I've, I seek out reviews of this game and let's plays of this game, even though I've played the crap out of it. I just love hearing about it, love talking about it. Fantastic game. The only 
um, RPG that I know of where the villain actually kind of wins there. Yeah, cool. yeah. That, that's uh, that's my number two as well. Final Fantasy. Oh. It would have easily made my list, but because it appears on almost everything now, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you can't, you can never get rid of that rid that feel of playing it on the Super Nintendo. Oh, for sure, and you know, I because of that, I will always refer to it as Final Fantasy three as opposed to six, and yeah. So when you there is no there is no uh, there is no uh, four five or six. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like if if you consider this three, then what happened to Final Fantasy four, five, and six? They did not make another one till seven. Well, no. Um, obviously, I call it three slash six. Oh, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just picking I'm just picking at you because like that's that's always like a point of contention. Like is it three years and six? Well, I'm yeah. Like, I mean, it was just them being stupid. Like you know, when it came out, uh, we we were pretty much none the wiser. I knew because I read Nintendo Power. Uh, they yeah. had a little blurb in the back in one of the ep- issues that uh, explained that it wasn't actually Final Fantasy III. But uh, when Final Fantasy VII came out, most of the world was like, well, what happened to the other, you know, four or whatever? But yeah, yeah that was just the uh, the times back then. A lot of games that we should have got, we didn't, and it just sucked. You know, that was the way yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's Final Fantasy III. I'm just, I'm, I'm just starting some shit. Yeah, yeah. And what a great game, you know. Just a plethora of characters, all of which, you know, you can do a playthrough and decide that you don't want to, you know, everyone I think in the their first playthrough is going to play, you know, like Sabin and Edgar and uh, Terra. Terra, Shadow, like these are the popular characters, but in subsequent playthroughs, you might be like, well, this time I'm going to play Strago and Setzer and Gaw and all these yep. different characters like that. So, I mean, oh. a ton of characters that open it, that opening uh intro gets goosebumps every time um, oh yeah it's, it's great this is the game i think i had every character at like level over level 90 just everyone had oh, every yeah. spell everyone had their ultimate whatever everything they were just all maxed out and i loved it the final the end boss was so easy because you get to pick all your characters and line them mm-hmm. up and i could have put just any lineup there and just one it was great yeah yeah for sure the, the, what a great Great game, uh, just all kinds of, you know, to this day, I could tell you every little intricate detail about this game, the, you know, how to find all the little things like the, uh, the chainsaw and what is it, Zuzu and, um, or Zozo mm-hmm. or whatever, the, the water dance that Ma gets that you have to do during this certain periods and all the, you know, everything is still there because I've just played this to death and yeah, what a great game deserving of a top 10 list for the Super Nintendo. Certainly I'm glad uh, both of you did that. Um, so let's see, uh, number three for Brent, I believe is where we're at. Right. Uh, yet another, uh, game that I can't believe hasn't been mentioned to this point. Um, probably has my most hours on it out of any game on the system. Um, and that is Zelda, a link to the past. <laughs> to this day, uh, I still stand by it as being the best entry in the series. Like, so all you Ocarina Majora Mask uh, fans can go shove it. Link to the Past is amazing. Oh, uh, with uh, you. 
So uh, like it just the the play is fluid. The way you unlock and traverse dungeons is never feels frustrating. It all feels just right. The the theme in uh, coming from the Super Nintendo uh, sound card is just mm-hmm. visceral and evokes such emotion in me that I can't even control myself half the time. Yeah. Um, I I will always like there will always be time. It, no matter how many games I'm playing to review or talk about or or even just play like I will always have time for a link to the past. Um, it's great. I love it. And you can get a uh, I couldn't find any listings on eBay for it. But like you can find like a retailer and get a copy for about 55 bucks for the Super Nintendo. Like I'm sure it's been re-released on like I think the DS got a, a version of it. But um, in the GameCube or whatever, um, you can, but 55 bucks, that's, I'll, I'd pay that today. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, it's, it's worth every bit of it. So, um, yeah. Sorry to harp your number one, James. What do you, what, what do you, what else do you have to say about it that I didn't cover there? Sorry. Oh man. I just, I own it for a few different systems. I feel like I'm always constantly playing this game, like mm-hmm. in some capacity, have my Game Boy out ready to go, or it's on my, um, it's on my Super Nintendo, obviously. Is it on the the Wii console yet? Do I have it for Wii console? Yes. Maybe I do. It's, uh, okay, then I'm I'm playing it there also. I'm in at different levels at every, each spot. But man, <laughs> yeah, amazing game. I can't even think of a bad thing about this game. It's There's perfect. nothing bad it's, about it. It's it's great. It's got secrets. It's it's plenty long. I mean, it's it's just fantastic all the way around. Yep, yeah, amongst the best Zelda games ever. Uh, the only reason it didn't make my list is because it does cross many platforms. Um, Wow, uh, let's see, where are we at? Was that your number two, Brent? That was my number three. Oh, number three, so it goes to my number two then, uh, which is Seventh Saga for the Super Nintendo. It's an RPG, uh, Enix again, I believe, and uh, a little different than uh, your average RPG. And you know, you're not set down a linear path or whatever. You get to choose the character out of I want to say there's six or eight. It's been a while since I played it. Um, in the beginning of the game, and uh, you go through however you want to go through, and you can meet up with the other members of uh, this quest that you're all on and uh, have one of them join you in the game and the others kind of become your enemies more or less and you're trying to collect these uh you know whatever it is MacGuffins. i think they're runes to be able to beat the game and i just remember spending literal hundreds of hours on this game as a kid uh and not ever actually beating it um a tremendous game one that again it's in condition for the show at a later date uh, i've had some requests for it so i don't want to get too far into it but it is a great game um, I, I think that anyone that owns the Super Nintendo should check it out. It's not overtly expensive yet. It's starting to get there, though, so I think you're looking at about $40, $50. Um, but it's one that if you can get past the graphics, um, graphically it's not a powerhouse. I think it's one that uh, everyone should play, especially if you're an RPG fan. So, uh, number two for James. All right, this next game I'm guessing neither of you guys have heard about. I'm guessing none of our listeners have heard about. I've never read about it. Oh, I've, I've never heard, heard about it. Um, um, probably not on anyone's top anything list, but uh, kind of an underground game. Uh, Chrono Trigger? 
That's my number one. Chrono Trigger. I think we've exhausted everything then. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, there's so many good things about this game. The characters, the story, the music, the gameplay, mm-hmm. how it plays on time, how you can visit the same place. Uh, at different times and have different interactions and have, you can do something in the past and it affects the future. Just all around, just a fantastic game. Sorry to take your number one there. Uh, I, think everybody is, I think everybody got their legs cut out from underneath them on this one. I think it's all right. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I don't know if it made my number one. It had been number one or two for me for Super Nintendo. Just one of the all-time greatest RPGs ever made. Probably just games, period, ever made. There's Again, this is one of those games that is just almost perfect would have made my list but this appears on everything again playstation game boy i mean just all kinds of systems so didn't make my list but um definitely would have if i hadn't set that stipulation to myself what a great game if you haven't played chrono trigger quit listening to this podcast and go kill yourself um (laughs) but go play the game it's it's amazing uh it will instantly become one of your all-time favorite games. It may not be your favorite, but it's going to make your top five. I can almost guarantee it. Anyone that writes to me and tells me that you hate Chrono Trigger is, I'm pretty sure, an idiot. Um, yeah, what a great game. Yeah. And I think that's the entirety of the list because we covered, that makes Brent's number one at Chrono Trigger. My, my number one was at ActRaiser. And then uh, James, gosh, I can't even remember. What was your number one? Oh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past, Zelda. that's right. Yeah. So yeah, that covers all of our um, top ten lists that we kind of threw together, and lists don't matter, and they weren't in any kind of order, but whatever. Yeah, uh, ignoring the last two on mine, so Final Fantasy three and uh, Chrono Trigger, that was a total investment of $280 to play uh, that in my bottom eight games. So mm. that's that's worth it every day of the week to me, I guess. <sighs> My list, you would have to sell a kidney. Well, I mean, yeah, I just like I said, I was working on the budget, and like aside no. from Chrono Trigger, which is a complete in box with like five hundred something dollars or something <sighs> stupid, um, yeah. and, and Final Fantasy three, which eh, probably about one hundred and fifty, I think, hundred to one hundred and fifty is what you're gonna try and get that for. But, uh, aside from those, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's great. It's an awesome console with yes. awesome. If I, um, two games. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say. say two, <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, James. All right. I was going to say two games we didn't mention that um, I was trying to squeeze onto my list were uh, Mario RPG and Star Fox. Oh, my yes. gosh. Those are two that just have, we have to at least talk about a little bit because those are very iconic to this system. How did I miss Mario RPG? Uh, uh, I think it, that has it, appeared on the I see. That, that has. That's been re-released, I think, for the Wii U console or something, is it not? So It and, has. Okay, thank God. So, yeah, that's why I didn't make my list. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> totally forgot about it. What a great game that is. I've played through it multiple times as well. Um, yeah, there's... and uh, Gosh, I already for, forgot the second game you mentioned. Uh, Star Fox. Star, Star Fox. Fox. Now, that one d- wouldn't have made my list. I... I I, it didn't grab me like it did a lot of kids, but it definitely redefined the genre and uh, spawned a lot of sequels and such. Uh, uh, amazing music, the gameplay is tight. It just it didn't grab me as a kid, um, but a lot of people really love that game. So yeah, I could definitely see that having to have an honorable mention. And there's a number of others that you know we could just talk 
forever about the Super Nintendo. It's when you're talking about consoles that have like the most bang for their buck, uh, Super Nintendo's number one on the list, probably, you know, it or PlayStation 1 or 2 probably have the most just playable titles across every platform you can think of. No matter what it is you're into, they've got a game for you. You know, if you like, uh, well, survival horror wasn't really a thing, although um, the original Clock Tower you can now buy in repo carts, and it's a terrifying game. Um, oh, Clock Tower is, oh, God, I can't play Clock Tower. Yeah, it'll scare the <laughs> shit out of you. And, the, and what's funny is the Super Nintendo version is so much better than the versions that came out on the PlayStation, you know. It somehow has held up, whereas those ones have become almost comical, you know. But, um, you know, they've got the best racers. We mentioned F-Zero and Mario Kart, but there's also, like, Rock and Roll Racing, which is probably my all-time favorite uh, racing game. So another Blizzard game. Yeah. Um, shooters in the way of, like I said, UN Squadron, and then, oh gosh, where my uh or earth force defense and uh gradius 3 and uh i mean i that's again not a genre that i'm like super into but there's a bunch of good games for that rpgs are almost all my favorite rpgs are on this console uh fighters it's got you know all three mortal combats um well i say all three there's what 10 but i mean it's got the the three good ones um Street Fighter, The World Warrior, Street Fighter Turbo, uh, Championship Edition, I think. Uh, yeah, the list goes on and on. This is just one of the best consoles of all time. If you don't own one, I suggest going out and buying one. Uh, what what can't be said about the console? I mean, uh, they, don't, they don't go for, even now, you can get one for, what, 80 to $100? So. Mm-hmm. Easy. And then there are a number of games, even though this is probably the most collected console amongst anything outside of the original Nintendo, there are still a number of games that you can pick up for, you know, 20 to $50 that are amazing. Uh, Turtles in Time comes to mind as another great uh, brawler. The Final Fight uh, series 1, 2, and 3, 2 and 3 only appearing on the Super Nintendo. Uh, a lot of crappy games too. Draken, The Legend of the Secret Stars, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I hear is good, but I can't get into. Uh, I don't know. We go on and on and on and on and on about the Super Nintendo, but uh, I think we covered all the better games for the most part. If you don't feel like we have, write us in and say how come you didn't, amongst three of you, put this game on the list. You freaking idiot! I'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, for for those all to me, boy. <laughs> well, uh, you have a chance to give your email right now, Brent. We'll start with you. How can people reach you if they want oh. to write and complain to Mr. Brent about your list or just you in general? Well, if you want to complain about me in general, um, you can just send that email on over to uh, podcast at therpgshow.com. We're at, we're at the RPG Podcast on Twitter. Um, our show is the RPG show. It's pretty easy to find on iTunes. Um, you can just go direct all your hate that way or your love. Um, you know, send me brownies, um, that kind of thing. I love you. Smooches. I always say direct your hate, but so far I've been fortunate. No one has actually bitched at me at all. You know, everyone's been amazing, but I'm always like, uh, kind of on edge. Like someone someday is going to ride in and make me cry, but, uh, but it's fine. I'm, I, I want the bad feedback as well as the good. Um, Mr. James, uh, new co-host to the podcast, where can people reach you and tell you about your list? 
You can reach me at uh, goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. Still waiting to get my first email, so I'm not even sure it works yet. But yeah, easy place to reach me. I send you right now. There you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I can guarantee your email works. The, the, this stuff comes in spurts. You know, I won't get some, like the last podcast, I didn't get any feedback outside of uh, the guys from the RPG show, uh, our good friend Mintheon from Sweden, and y- yourself. And sometimes that's all you get. And then you'll get a month where you get five, ten emails, and you're like, well, where'd this all come from? And from people you've never heard of before or since and then they just go silent you're like well whatever happened to this guy and you kind of want to write them and be like hey did you die but you know you can't bother your fans so you know they're out there listening they just may not be commenting if you want to interact with the show tell us what you think would have made a top 10 list or send us your top 10 list and we'll read it on the next show um do so you can write james myself uh, um you can reach me at simon belmont that's not simon simon belmont at outlook.com or you can check me out at Twitter at RetroKel, that's K-H-E-L, and just drop me a line and say, hey, this is my list. Um, or you can send me a top 10 list of just all your games of all time. You can send me a top 10 foods, top 10 uh, dog food or soda brands. Whatever you send me, I will read on air. Uh, I, in the past, uh, failed to actually read a lot of the emails that I got just because, you know, I would respond to them directly. Uh, if you want to hear your name on air or you want to start a discussion, Send us something. We'd love to interact with our fans. Anyway, that's about all we've got for this episode. I do think we ran kind of long. I think we ended up with almost a couple hours of content for you guys. So that's cool. Um, We'll uh, see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Now you can poop anywhere you want. You mean I can poop anywhere I want? Really? I cannot poop everywhere, poopies, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies. Poopies in the train, poopies in the train. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god, I can't believe it just pooped in the van. Oh my god, I can't stand anymore. I can't stand anymore. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies, poopies. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies. Poopies in the plane, poopies in the plane. I cannot poop everywhere, poopies, poopies. Hold on, hold on. Why is nobody doing anything about this? It stinks so bad. Oh my god, I can't stand anymore. I can't stand anymore. Poopies in the plane, poopies in the plane. I cannot 
What are you guys doing right there? Whatever you're doing, you better stop right now, you hooligans! Hold on, hold on. What the hell? Are you pooping back there? Oh my god, the smell! You sick monkey! Oh my god, I feel like pooping myself right now. Ah! 